0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. It is great to be with you here on this uh, sunny and chilly morning for us here as we're recording this. I'm Harrison, I'm worship arts director here at Lake Forest in Huntersville.
1: Good morning, Mike Moses, lead pastor of Lake Forest Huntersville. And we covered up our beautiful purple blooming lilies last night to protect from the freeze because <laughs> uh, they're just gorgeous. They're right beside, right outside of our garage. Uh, on angie's side where she pulls her car in and we just we delight them and they're so gorgeous we have a this whole row of them angie makes sure that we have flowers blooming in almost every season Hmm. uh in parts of our front and backyard and so we carefully cover them up so that they will continue for uh, however long they're supposed to
0: man that's awesome i saw one of those people share these from time to time it says the the seasons in north carolina and it's not The four seasons, there's about 15 of them, and I think the one that we're in right now is third winter, so uh, we've already had false spring, one and two. Now we're in third winter. I think we're coming up on real spring, hopefully.
1: Even then, I'll take it. (laughs) Exactly. We went out to dinner with some friends, or we went to their house with some friends last night. I didn't even really wear a jacket. Um, I just barely needed one this morning, and it looks like a beautiful day. Tuesday morning. Yep, we're ready to rock. Hey, today... um, Uh, Many of you will have been here in person or worshiped online, a lot of you first-service people. Uh, It was nasty, ugly, and it was Mm spring-forward Sunday, and so first time in a while there were more people in the second service than first, Um, but you will be aware that our mission partner from Zambia, Southern Africa, Percy Muleba, shared the sermon with me, and I almost didn 't care what he said. I was just so happy for our congregation to hear the Word of God um, how, how would a anointed like this is a, a a really influential leader in all of southern Africa across denominations how would he how, how does he engage the Word of God and and speak it to the people of God? So that was just a delight for me, but today's focus of the podcast, we're actually going to, Harrison and I are going to talk a little bit of the content that he brought training our worship teams mm-hmm. on the Saturday before. Uh, really interesting things that Harrison and I in particular are rolling over in our minds the implications of.
0: Yep, yep. Um, before we do any of that stuff, we just wanted, really, the we're at the time of year where there's really only... Uh, As we're looking down the road, stuff that's coming up here at uh, Lake Forest, the main big fat thing we have circled on our calendar is Easter Sunday. We're going to be having uh, four services for Easter this year. We're doing one uh, on the day before the Saturday night. We've started doing that however many handfuls a year Mm -hmm. ago, Mike. But Mm -hmm. it really – we have hit a point uh, where especially um, on – Christmas and Easter, our building just uh, fills up, and we're in a really— We can't handle
1: everyone who would like to worship with us on one day.
0: Exactly, Uh, and we can't even handle them in three services on Sundays. And
1: because in our culture, no one—and I mean no one—is coming to a 2 o'clock in the afternoon Easter service. I mean, you can email us if you'd like (laughs) to advocate for that, Uh, but it won't happen.
0: By that point, Mike, normally you're already—from my understanding, you're already— Neck deep in ham and, oh, and yeah. macaroni oh, yeah. and all, this, yeah. all the good stuff yeah. in life. mom's that, ham on That's, Easter. that's right. Um, but we, we just wanted to uh, invite you. So Saturday, uh, the 8th, we'll have one service at 5 p.m. And then the next day, uh, Easter Sunday, we're going to have an earlier service at 8 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then our normal two service times will remain the same at
1: 9.30 and 11.05. A little bit of special sauce at the 5 o'clock Saturday service. We are going to invite folks to hang around for a picnic. Of course, if you don't worship at that service, you could come for it. Yep. Um, I th- Are we having food trucks?
0: There's food trucks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that too. It's for real.
1: So come on. And there'll be a few fun things going on. Yeah. But just a, a, a chill relational time um, to mark um, Easter Saturday flowing into Sunday. It, it is... It was Jesus' Sabbath, started at sundown on Saturday, Mm -hmm. so he would have considered the moment of sundown, we'll have to look up when that is, and be sure that we stay on campus through the moment of That's sundown right. so that we it is truly the easter sabbath that our service touched it. That's right. And then I'll close in prayer. Perfect. out on, out on the great mound all by myself. <laughs> out out there with a food <laughs> truck, hot dog in your hand. Yeah, yeah
0: it's going to be great. <laughs> um, we just want to encourage you. We've done this it's you as Mike says all the time in here, you are our first followers who listen to this so we can share a little funny story from a couple of easters past. Oh. We In our worship planning meeting, we're like, man, the 9.30 and the 11.05, they get so packed. We should really try and ask as many of our people as possible, you know, try and, if you can try and find another service to go to, make some room. We accidentally laid it on maybe like three times too Too heavy. Yes, yeah. (laughs) And We thought about
1: doing a ticket system, Yeah. and when you've reserved a slot at 9.30 or 11.05, you know, leaving some tickets for guests and people who don't reserve— but we didn't do that. Instead, we laid it on too thick.
0: And people, people were actually like a little afraid to show up at those two because they're like, <laughs> "I feel like I'm a bad person." Mike and and, and Jeff and Harry they just kept asking us, "Don't come to these." And I'm here, but so we're, let me tell you, it's not that. We'll say it this way: If you like uh, a less crowded service option, if you are inviting maybe uh, one more person who doesn't do church normally, and you know they may like it being a little less slammed, we can tell you that the Saturday evening and that early Sunday will be there will be a few less people at those, nine thirty and eleven oh five will historically and based off of how things have been going for us here lately and a lot of folks returning back to church. We are definitely anticipating um we'll have a packed house for those two mm-hmm. services. So just be aware. We'll be, be sure aware. that
1: we have a quality um, worship cafe environment in our couple of conference rooms out there mm-hmm. uh, for those who don't make it in time to get a seat in, in the room. Uh, mm-hmm. The other special sauce is at the 8 a.m. service, there will be donuts. Yes. Uh, the last time we did that, we were surprised <laughs> at how many families were like, our college kids are like, oh, we're going for those donuts. Let's go to the 8 a.m. I thought that was pretty funny. So I, there will be donuts, and they they will... They will be cleaned away, and no one arriving for the 930 service is allowed to touch a donut.
0: That's right. After after 8 o'clock, all the extras will uh, be given to Remix, which they will be eaten in seven seconds.
1: (laughs) Uh, Hey, speaking of Remix, I just, as I walked down here uh, for our podcast, uh, ran across our our Remix staff who were already meeting early this this morning. And uh, they (laughs) said they had the most amount of teenagers on a normal Remix Sunday night. Hmm. Um, this past Sunday than they have since uh, before COVID Wow, or or maybe even pre-COVID. So um, just love hearing the ongoing fruitfulness there. And Remix is growing not just in breadth but in depth. Uh, The the quality of discipleship, the number of teens showing up on Wednesday nights Hmm. for middle and high school Bible study um, uh, just gives me joy. The number of teens who went on mission uh, and served the homeless for a whole weekend, uh, a few weekends ago to get into issues of faith and poverty and the responsibility of every Christian and every church. Be- beautiful stuff.
0: Hmm. Well, right, tell it, us about Saturday. Yeah, if you don't know uh, Percy, first of all, if you missed Sunday, um, Percy Muleba is a mission partner of ours mm-hmm. here at Lake Forest, and he uh, he works his, his normal job in everyday life. Is uh, He travels around the country of Zambia, his home country, um uh, partnering with local churches hanging with churches um and teaching their worship teams and their their staff teams at these churches what what does it mean uh to be a worshiper of God what does the bible have to teach about worship Percy's told me before getting people to sing in Zambia is not the problem <laughs> um mm. music mm. is ingrained in culture the the challenge is um teaching folks what the target of that music is supposed to be and how to take that music and turn it into a true biblical worship of the true living God. So that's his, that's his everyday
1: task. And and his ministry that he founded is called the Biblical Worship Training Center. Uh, prior to that, he, he became an ordained minister. Uh, I didn't I had somehow I would missed this detail until we were having lunch after the worship services Sunday. The denomination he was ordained in is the equivalent of the Presbyterian Church um, hmm. there in his country. Uh, but wow. he was a youth pastor and then a pastor uh, serving eight churches, leading eight churches that they call bush churches. In other words, out in small villages, and he was uh, overseeing all eight of those and then slowly this minister it became clear that his gifting and calling, prophetic calling, was to train uh, um, leaders of churches. and now in multiple countries, it keeps expanding yep, yep. Uh, in what is not just singing, but what is worship. Uh, and so we asked him to have a, a half-day seminar, and we met in the box here on Saturday. And uh, there there were more worship team members, pastors, and leaders from Lake Forest U-City yeah, um, than from Lake Forest Huntersville. And there were a couple of others representing a couple of other churches we have relationship with, including Jeff Hathcock from Barstool Church. He's our good friend of Lake Forest. Yep. Um, what was your hope for that day? You and Percy had met yeah. together to plan it. What was your hope for the worship training day?
0: What was cool is that... Um You know, when we originally had talked, I talked with him and Doug, uh, Vinay, um, and he was just sharing with me, you know, hey, you know, Percy does this thing. He kind of does it as a retreat normally. He does it over a couple days. You know, what if we did a condensed version of that where he just teaches some of our team about biblical worship? And that? And and
1: he suggested, why don't we do it Friday night and all day Saturday? And Harrison and I were like, that sounds great, but nobody's going to come to that. It's very difficult yeah. to get Americans in our culture to attend that long of a seminar. Exactly.
0: So we asked we asked him, "Can you try and compress that down for us uh into We would have come. Yes. I would have been there. Yes, we would have been there, but our but uh my goal for both you and I Mike was we really wanted um some of our our uh, our team, some of yeah, our ministry, ministry partners, partners yeah. to be able to be to be able to be there and to attend. So yeah, I mean, really the the pitch. I said yes just off of that sentence pitch of Percy teaching us about biblical worship, and we got together uh, a week before and just started talking and dreaming through, and and even based off of that, um, what he shared with us on Saturday really uh, exceeded all of my expectations and before we get into the content I'll just say just to what encouraged me the most and for you as listeners of this to hear and be encouraged um, I looked around that room and I saw whatever it was 25, 30 people that all just wanted to be there and to learn mm-hmm. about how to be better worshipers. so it was like Everyone was just hungry for it.
1: Mm -hmm. And we were in a semicircle. We could all see each other with Percy just facing us on a stool Mm -hmm. with his Bible on a table. It was very gregarious. Uh, The the snack quotient was high. I appreciated that. (laughs) When I came in, I noticed (laughs) that. Uh, Oh, the coffee quotient is always high, but I like the quality of the snacks. you got to get the snacks. Um, Describe that opening. We want... uh, what were you trying to do, and what describe that opening sure. moment of worship that you yeah. spontaneously invited between a couple of you, City, and leaders yeah. in you?
0: Yeah. Um, when Percy and I were talking ahead of time, um, one thing that Percy's really good at, and it's good to have a person like this around you if you don't, um, uh, find them out and build a relationship with them. Percy. Percy carries a voice where he he will just say, uh, Hey, I think you're good at this. You need to do it more. You need to work on this. And he'll tell me this stuff mm-hmm. and kind of encourage and, uh, pour, pour into me. And, and one thing he said, he's, uh, he said, Hey, I want to start with us worshiping together before, but he said, I, I don't want you to plan anything. I don't want you to plan any songs. I don't want you to bring any music. I don't want you to put anything on the screen. I just, and in, it takes however long it takes. If it takes 20 or 30 minutes, great. Um, that was the prompt. And okay. So showed up, brought a guitar. I set a keyboard up on stage. And I was... Uh, Mike, you and I talked afterwards. I started playing some music, and Terrell, our lead pastor, said city jumped up, and he goes...
1: Hey man, what gear
0: are we in? And I whisper back, while I'm playing. <laughs> oh, okay, I, didn't hear I tell him, him and he just jumps in. And Mike was like later on, you asked me, Mike, you're like, Did you play in that? I was like, No, but I know musicians and if you leave an empty instrument <laughs> sitting there, musicians like, Well, I should just jump in there and just help out. So uh yeah, so we just started we just uh started playing and I asked uh Tiffany, who is probably one of our couple of newest uh Tiffany Godwin, one of our newest Full-time staff members staff across all of Lake Forest. Yeah,
1: yes, she's in charge of worship and all and all ministry teams, I think, at Lake Forest U City. Yeah. She preached here at Lake Forest Huntersville, folks, back in September.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, look that one up if you missed it, by the way, on, on our YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, we archive all of our uh, sermons, uh, by the way, which we never shared, but we archive everything on YouTube, uh, search Lake Forest Huntersville, find all that stuff. Anyways, um, so yeah, I just started playing. Terrell started jumping in. I had a loose idea of where we might end up. But I just looked at Tiffany and asked her, Hey, would you start us? And, uh, after a minute of just being in that, she just started singing something that just the Holy spirit put on her heart. Just, it has never existed before that moment. She just sang yeah, it. And then she did. we, uh, we all started jumping in and, and kind of, you know, according to, to Percy's wise plan. Um, uh, we just had a yeah. really neat time of, Again, with a group of people that were there and were hungry for it, but we just had a neat time of being able to worship together without uh, any uh, worry about where we were headed and just mm-hmm. able to be present. It really
1: opened up my heart. The simplicity of, what, of the worship phrase, the phrase of praising God that Tiffany uh, made up or was led to lead us in, just was gentle and mm-hmm. simple for me to enter in to the presence of God, frankly. Yeah. And then you wove a little bit around that, uh, back and forth. It was really... A, um, and it turned out to be what we hope a lot of the worship, not just music, is mm-hmm. on Sunday morning. As Percy said at one point... Uh, how, how did he phrase this? Um, it's in part to have the heart already open and communing with God. So that when the 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 whoever brings the word mm-hmm. in preaching or teaching just drops it in there doesn 't have to open it up, yeah yeah, i, I don't remember how he, he said was that. he
0: was talking about making you know the uh kind of like the parable one of the parables we've talked about already in the series of that that ground uh you're trying to plant a seed into that ground and That's is the ground right. going to be hard or is it going to be That's tilled right. he and was fertile that and parable yeah, uh, ready language. to receive the ready to receive. So yeah, he, he just explained that part of, part of what we do as we worship is really just, just practice mm-hmm. hearing from the Holy Spirit and getting ready to, uh, to be in his word, not worshiping only for the purpose of getting ready, but as a byproduct of the way that we worship, man, we're, we're receptive to, so yeah, it was, um, it was a really neat mm-hmm. time, and I think even, even in that, one of the main takeaways I had from everything, we're going to turn, we're going to get into a little bit of what Percy shared with us, because he had some really cool stuff that he has really honed in well and thinks about a lot, but one of the main messages for me, Mike, even in that singing together moment and in a lot of the way that we we're talking about, the way even Percy tells a story. Okay. He'll tell a story, and, and it may take three or four minutes of hearing the story. You're like, you're like where, oh. where's he going with this? And yeah. then it gets to the thing, and you're like, I see where this journey four was. Five minutes I, later, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I needed to hear um, that slowing down for me is okay. It's <laughs> a different type
1: of, of reasoning and argumentation mm-hmm. or presentation of content. I was... I was learning as much from that as the content Mm -hmm. of uh, an African sensibility uh, that when he would weave that three or four different ways, and I couldn't see how they were related, Harrison. Mm -hmm. And honestly, um, in my Western mind, I was thinking, okay, this is nice. I'm hearing a series of unrelated aphorisms, analogies and stories i'll just be honest that's what i was sitting there thinking in the in the first little bit and then boom he dropped it yep and i saw it and we're not going to be able to communicate that to you all um and um it was just dropped it in me in a different way than flashing a um tightly worded point the way Mm -hmm. I normally do on the screen Um, yeah
0: it reminded me a lot Uh, honestly I was sitting there thinking as he told one of the stories and and um, I'll actually share a a small version of it now because it gets us into some of what he was saying but as an example you know Percy gets up and kind of out of the blue he goes he goes when you go to the supermarket you get your cart and you shop you decide to buy all your food and he said what's the only way out when you're hungry and you know you want this. What's the only way out of the grocery store? And he said, you have to pay. And he did a couple examples like that talking about and then, And then he, he goes, when you are hungry, when you are hungry to have intimacy with God, you have, there's, a, on our end, there is a price that we pay of time, of effort, yes. of intentionality, of, of, of creating space for us in our own personal life to to work on having a relationship with God. He kept and, saying
1: it, entering the throne room mm-hmm. yourself. Yes. Um, that you have to pay that price mm-hmm. to enter that throne room yourself to get—he didn't say it this way, this is a more— American consumeristic way to get the goods mm-hmm. <laughs> of being someone who is a person of worship and who almost mediates the presence of God yeah. to others. I, I heard him also. He and, and then he he was linking that, and then he's like told a couple stories about. Oh yeah, you're in a restaurant and they play music over the thing, and and then he said something else and something else. And and then he was like, "Yeah, um, music is a painkiller when we're troubled in soul." Um, and probably most of you, when you get in your car, you turn on music and it calms you down, especially if you've had a certain kind of day. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought he was going to say, "And that's why we use music in worship." He said the opposite. Music is a temporary solution in the worship service. Mm-hmm. Worship is different. And that's when he said, if you've paid, and then he came back to the food line. He yeah. actually, he was trying to be culturally he was. Uh, contextualized. He was. He knew food line. Yeah, that's right. He said, if you've paid, and then he, he came back to, he said, if you've paid through time in the throne room, it shows when you're leading worship and it's more than music. That's right. Did you want your worship team to hear that?
0: I'm, I'm going to be... Uh I'm going to be boiling down a lot of what Percy shared and sharing that with our team at large over a while here because um, there's so much of that uh, that we just need to hear as people who lead our church and worship. Um, the main stuff, the main stuff that happens in preparing for Sunday, is happening in the individual lives of. Mm-hmm all the people uh who serve all the people who who come on Sunday mornings it's the stuff that god is doing uh in their lives and what they're what they're bringing here and percy it's fun you know it's the funniest thing to me mike that i was thinking again reflecting on the difference between um and and just cultural difference i'm not even saying that one thing is better than another because we need to hear it all kind of different ways but if we're if we're going to a a a four hour worship seminar by Chris Tomlin or somebody okay. super American worship leader, the kinds of content that we would have gotten. I've, I have a feeling we would have heard a lot of different kinds of stuff that may mm-hmm. have been a mixture of heart stuff and real practical stuff. Hey, when you're doing this, make sure you da it out da. all. When mm-hmm. you're looking out at the people, make sure this, 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 and it would have been good and it would have been great. And that is helpful to think about. Sometimes Percy did None. almost none of that in it, f-
1: how many hours were we there yeah yeah well, three mean, or four hours yeah none yeah none he, of that.
0: he really focused on what we are bringing and he shared one really cool um he shared one really cool kind of way to describe that that mike and i both jotted down yeah um, why don't
1: we give this to you here yeah uh at the end of the podcast would you like to share
0: go ahead and he, go ahead and start it and i'll jump
1: in um he talked about uh Percy fundamentally shared a 3D perspective on worship. He didn't he wasn't trying to teach this paradigm the whole time because re- he really just went into one part of it. Mm-hmm. 3D perspective on worship and he said that worship um it, it, it's it's not a systematic it's not a linear thing. Um it it's nonlinear, and the 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 three-dimensional perspective on worship is hands head, and heart. Yep. And the hands represented what?
0: The hands represent... For,
1: and this was for worship leaders. This is
0: for worship leaders, but honestly... What or I was,
1: tech people or those playing instruments.
0: Yes, yes, but for what it's worth, I was driving in this morning thinking of how applicable this is with us as worshipers even in everyday life. So real, what Percy meant it for us was worshiping God with our hands as in uh, our skill. It's me... On a Sunday morning, knowing how to play the guitar and mm-hmm. how to sing it is the craft it is the craft that I am using to help lead worship, uh, which um, to to percy's uh point and what we talk about with our team all the time, the more competent we are, the more prepared we are, the more we know our stuff the and he mo- called
1: it what can be seen yes mm-hmm. uh,
0: yeah, the more we can. If I feel good about that stuff, I don't have to think about it as much when I'm there. Mm -hmm. And I can think a lot more about um, the more important things than, oh, well, how do I play this chord? If I have that, it's already, Mm -hmm. I've worked on the skill. uh, I've worked on how to do this ahead of time so that by the time I get there, it's done. But I also think there is some applicability with us as worshipers in our everyday life. We've talked about this before, some of our favorite Um, books you and I have both read about the work of God and the relationship with the Holy Spirit, uh, are, are things about how we in our everyday work as you're, as you're laying tile in a bathroom, that can be an act of worship as you are honoring God with the skill of your hands that you've developed and taking that work and saying, even, even this is Mm -hmm. worship unto Mm -hmm. you. It's a long A tradition you see uh, in monasteries where Mike likes to hang out in his free time. He sees a lot of that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good thing I met Angie uh, before I became a monastic Christian. That's true. Um, Or (laughs) that might be where I'd be living. Yeah. So hands and all the worship team members there nodded their head. And by the way, the first thing Jeff Cook said when the whole seminar was over, he turned to me and said, all of this applies to me as a preacher. Hmm. And I think that's true Hmm. of any of our ministry in our church, or two other people, so he said hands, and then and then he said um, head. What did he mean by that, Harrison?
0: He's talking about doctrine, talking about theology. He had a really uh, cool analogy that I've never exactly thought of before. But he's he asked a person in the front uh, one of one of U uh, City team, and he said, "What's your name?" And the guy answered. He goes, "Okay, so imagine he's he's telling some of his friends." hey, I met this guy named Percy and he describes everything accurately about me and he says, oh yeah, and he's really tall. (laughs) If someone met me and I check all these boxes but I'm not a tall person, they're not even going to realize they met Percy. They're going to think they were expecting somebody else. He said, "When, when we describe God inaccurately, people might miss him when he is right there doing work with them. He's like, that's why... Mm-hmm. doctrine um, that is why using our mind in worship is so important we want to accurately paint a picture of the god we're worshiping so that when he moves people see it and they're like oh that's god i, thought, I get it
1: i thought that was beautiful <laughs> that was awesome and then the third so 3d perspective on worship hands head and the third was heart mm-hmm. and then that's pretty much what we spent the three four out the rest yeah. of the three hours on we were at the uh i don't know uh, half hour mark at that point. What did, and the heart is what we were talking about. Are you, he, uh, he was very pointed. Mm-hmm. If you're on a worship team and the only time you approach the throne of God, and again, we could spend time de- defining that, he did in different ways. I think his primary way that he kept, uh, that I heard him talk about action-oriented, what does that mean to approach the throne of God? In fact, uh, here it is, Uh, prayer gets us there without blockage, Mm -hmm. and if we are going before the throne, and, and he meant prayer like amount of time, like numbers of minutes, not the, not my easy American way of, I do know that I'm in constant flow with the Holy Spirit, and so I'll think of something and be like, "Oh, Holy Spirit!" Uh, you know, I can learn to call that an arrow prayer in youth group. Chow! I'll throw, I'll yeah. shoot up an arrow, and that's great. But that is only one kind of prayer. He was speaking of what we've been starting to call persistent, or seeking, or expectant. He used that words a mm-hmm. number of times, and he he literally talked about time on your knees is the price paid in the private place Mm -hmm. throughout the week to then be a worship leader, not a music leader, with just the skill and the head Mm -hmm. that then something supernatural happens in the congregation. Uh, Did I understand that correctly, Harrison? Is that sort of the... I can't... I'm not trying to reproduce exactly what he said.
0: No, but I think it's worth thinking about because his main points are so good. I, I mean, I think... Yeah, you're exactly right. The question he kept coming back to over and over and he was talking about the heart is he would say he would say what do you love? What do you love?
1: <laughs> what do you
0: truly deep down at your deepest self what do you truly love? And he he uh talked a lot about the story of uh of Abraham. You know, God called Abraham to sacrifice his son, Isaac, who he loved. Abraham Mm -hmm. dearly loved Isaac. It was the son that he had been waiting for. And Percy had this line that was just like a... He didn't drop the mic because he wasn't using a mic. But (laughs) if he had one, he could have. He was talking about Abraham, and he said, God is not looking for what he gave you. He's just looking for you. When it comes to the sacrifice that you bring...
1: That ended up being the sacrifice God accepted from Abraham was Himself, not Mm -hmm. his son.
0: Exactly. He didn't. He got. He brought him to the altar. um, But it, it was the idea that you know your your skill, your all the things that you're good at. Mike, you as a teacher, me as a worship leader, all these things are good things, and they're what God's given us. And we do give from that back as an act of worship to Him. But what He wants more than any of that. He gave us that stuff. That was Percy's point. Yeah. Like
1: God God gave gave Abraham Isaac. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he's he's. So what he wanted to see
1: is God was saying, where is your heart? What do you love? That was the scripture anchor for the first half of his teaching. And and then he he said this at one point. He said, um, if you're not intimate with God during the week, then worship leading is being a parrot (laughs) 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 mimicking what we've heard and and there, he let that hang as a pause for a moment um it, he also spent time uh, he he then the second half of the time he, his scripture anchor was the tent of meeting passages in Exodus we won't go into that but he um because he also started talked about the character and our our people who are leading worship lining their lives up um, would people who work with you, live with you, et cetera, mm-hmm. be, uh, you know, see you on stage and be like, oh, yeah, uh, he's the, uh, he used you, he is the biggest liar at work. yeah, uh, Something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Although that was pretty funny. <clears throat> uh, and then he said, so then, in a, and maybe we'll start closing here. Yep. He, um, in addition to, um, in a good way, calling us firmly to be men and women who spend generous amounts of time going to the throne room in in prayer and private prayer, personal prayer and worship. That's a type of seeking that's different than a quiet time. That's consuming the Bible, and I, this is a growth point in my life um, uh, that I'm growing in. So he's talking about all that, and then he, and then he did one of his tell a, a what seems like a completely unrelated story. He goes. And I'm not going to do his accent anymore. But, um, he says, you know, when you see a restroom, even if you are running late, you will stop. Yep. I'm like, okay. And he goes, when is the last time you stopped and took two minutes to worship and thank him? And he was making a, a distinction between private worship and private Bible study, I would say, yep. it, it is our prayer. And I think that would be a, uh, an invitation to you and I, to all of us. What do you love? And we love the Lord and we have available not to just be in learning mode throughout the week. Some every now and then we read a spiritual book. I've been doing that a lot lately. I'm loving things. I'm reading, read the Bible and read something that someone else said about it or wrote about it or is saying about it on a vi- audio, you know, devotional. But, uh, do you stop and just thank him and yep. worship him? Um, that is going before the throne and it produces a sense of his presence that people saw in Moses when he would come out of the tent of meeting. And perhaps we could be that perhaps the Holy spirit would, would be a little bit more evident as we are those who go to the throne room in our personal lives. And we worship in addition to, uh, learning. Um,
0: I'll close with this. Uh, Percy shared this with us. This is 1 Corinthians 2.13. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught to us by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. I pray that throughout this week uh, that you would uh, seek the Holy Spirit in your own life as we try to figure out how to worship Him with our hands, with our head, with our heart.